Welcome in to Potty Podcast. And I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy. And it's been a minute. Fourth uh, of July came. We had some time off, but that also meant we got time off to watch some stuff. Uh, primarily, this is the first thing we're going to jump off with because it was so great. Stranger Things. I-, I knocked out. I think I think I knocked out all of it in three days. I probably could have done it in two, but we had company over, and it'd be weird if I just made them sit down and watch a show they never seen. So. Uh, nah, <laughs> I probably still would have jumped in. It's so this was this was probably the best season of Stranger Things. Maybe the first season, just because I have to go back and watch it. But this is it's got to be competitive with the best season they've ever done. I agree with you. And the first season was so amazing for being so different, and so new, and so really well written. Uh, and, and again, unexpected. We always talk about unexpected. This season. Was kind of long, in that incredibly well written, of course, incredibly well acted, but also uh, they kind of switched format a little. I mean, every season's been a slightly different version of horror, but this went to, it kind of went from thriller the first season, like an ET. All those horrors, so much as kind of scary, but thrillers. E. This one went yeah, into full. Call. Yeah. Okay, I see no. what you're saying. Yeah, it was more Goonies than yeah. anything else. Go- Goonies. Yeah, all that. Yeah. And, and this season went straight into Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. Jason, Very those Freddy kind Cougar. of yeah. slasher flick. Yeah, and a monster flick. And, and yeah, and then, like, last season was more of a body horror. So they have kind of changed it up. But this season was, like, I love the way they did this season. It, I have to admit, when I saw the trailer and saw Vecna, I was like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, uh, I don't know. And then And then I ended up, of course... It's my favorite part of the show. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's really well done. Um, I know some people had some gripes, um, yeah. but I didn't. There were some gripes that there wasn't a lot of forward momentum on characters, on uh, on on uh, you know the the building up of characters individually. I mean, but... this is their fourth season. They're, they're I kind of know who they are. They're pretty developed. It se- no, it seems like it seems that is correct. It seems like the what I don't know. The kid they are developing because they're in a high, they went to high school now. And Lucas is wanting to be with the cool kids and be with the athletes where the, you know, the other guys are still wanting to be Dungeons and Dragons going to the nerd group. And so they're kind of different, you know, they're kind of growing apart there. Then also some of them are in California. And that's another part. Charlie Heaton's character, who is dating Nancy, is in California. And they're kind of growing apart because long distance doesn't work. I mean, almost ever, but especially when you're young. Uh, and don't and you have to dial long distance, you know. So yeah, that's right. Uh, Joe Keery's there, and you know her old flame, and it's not like he was a bad guy. They just kind of fell. They just kind of grew apart, and now they're kind of getting back together. And well, I, he he was immature, and he yeah. admits it to her. He's like, yeah. I was very immature. You're the one who got away. I you deserve to leave at the time. I was very immature, but you've helped me, and losing you made me realize I needed to grow up. Yeah. And so, yeah, I thought there was a lot of development with him as well. I, I agree. I I was very happy with the way a lot of this turned out yeah. as far as, like you said, the character development of the season. You had to see uh, Sadie Sink's character, Max, go through trauma because yeah. uh, her brother did die. And, and she's having to come die? to peace with it. Yeah. Did her parents die? No, they're alive. Uh, her, uh, mom, her mom is alive. Her dad left, I think, was what it was. It, I couldn't remember. But I, think I her thought dad Billy left. killed him, but... Maybe, maybe okay. Billy might have killed him, but basically she just has her mom left. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we had that. We had uh, Mike kind of forming, Mike having to 
kind of wake up to certain things like that and, and uh, uh, understand that he needs to kind of stop being an asshat to 11. And, uh, and then uh, Charlie Heaton's character, uh, I thought it was kind of touching how he slowly like understood his brother and realized, uh, you know, we don't, we don't have that relationship anymore. He can't talk to me. He tells him like you, you can come to me. He can tell that his brother's gay, but his brother's yeah. not ready to say it yet. Yeah. And uh, and it, which they have been telegraphing since the very first episode, uh, when Hopper says to uh, uh, his mom, you know, or his mom says to Hopper, you know, they all make fun of him for you know, being gay. And Hopper's like, is he? She goes, I don't know, but you know. And so I yeah. being queer is what they say in the first episode. So. You know, uh, yeah, they've been telegraphing this the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I think they've done a really great job slow burning it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see how it all kind of unfolds. Uh, I, I, I have a feeling it comes down to Will sacrificing himself uh, for Mike. For, for Mike uh, because it's about the four of them. He was the first one to kind of be touched by the evil. He's he still got it inside him. Yeah. Uh, he realizes that. There were, you know, that Mike loves Eleven and, and vice versa, and he's not going to get to be with them. Uh, and oh, there, you think, and if oh, he, you think to... he loves Mike? Will? Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought they made that pretty darn clear. This okay, season. I just thought like they were uh, yeah, closest. Wrote... I thought they he were drew the closest friends. Oh God, no! He's totally in love with Mike. That's why he was crying. They, 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 they don't hide it at all. He's like, like even to the part where. They realize they found Eleven, and, and Mike says how happy he is, and Will turns his head outside the window and cries. Uh, because he, and, and then has a whole talk with him about, do you know what it's like to, or I know what it's like uh, and why Eleven loves you, and blah, 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 and says this whole thing about Eleven, but he's really talking about himself, uh, being in love with Mike, and Mike being the heart. And he's drawing a painting of Mike with the heart. Yeah, but he said, <laughs> 11, room, commissioned, yeah, but he said 11 commissioned it. He even said, look, she's got you no, at the front no, fighting no, the, the dragon. Dude, Dude, it's no, it's very clear. Okay. <laughs> Go back and watch some of the episodes. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna beat yourself. All right. <laughs> it's he's he's very, very much alive, and that's why that's why his brother walks over and and hugs him. He sees he sees Will off or looking in the uh, from the kitchen in and seeing Mike and oh, Eleven okay. holding hands and being in love, and he just starts bawling. Okay. Fair because enough. he realizes he can't have Mike, and he's holding a picture. He's holding something that he made for Mike in his hand. And uh, and his brother sees it and realize after he saw because his brother's driving with him in Nevada and he looks back in the rear view and that's when he sees that Will is so broken up about Mike and he's so happy to see him and he's upset that Mike's not as happy to see him yeah. as he is to see Mike because okay. Mike's more caring about seeing Eleven yeah and that's where their whole their divide is and so yeah he he notices it first in the car and then when they're at the restaurant that's why that whole emotional scene is Charlie Heaton saying. You know you can talk to me, like we're brothers yeah, yeah. and all well, that. Well, I figured Charlie is, yeah. knew. Yeah, I figured Charlie yeah. knew that what was happening. That he was but, gay. Yeah, but but yeah, he, he, the, the reason he knows he's gay is he can see that he's in love with Mike, and that Mike doesn't return that love. So, and it's interesting because he's having the same feelings about Natalie Dreyer's character, who somehow I just forgot her name. Uh, Nancy, Nancy, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nancy, you know, like being in love with her, and he's forcing the separation between the two because he's nervous she doesn't love him back. So that's why he won't tell her that he got into that college. Anyway, yeah. it's interesting because the brothers are kind of going through something a little similar, even though it's different. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I must have. I mean, I, I so realized. I, I, I yeah. I realized he was 
he was gay and like trying to come to terms with that. I didn't realize it was for Mike. I thought, I mean, I could yeah, tell he had a special Mike. bond with Mike. I just did not realize that. Yeah, but that yeah, I mean, yeah. it makes but sense. Now, what you're saying. Some of those scenes will be a little more powerful for you now if you go back and watch them and you're like, oh man, because two of the scenes are just devastating. Yeah, and it, and it's him realizing that. I can't make Mike choose between me and her because obviously it's her. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and he says something about like, there's a whole dramatic scene about, I know what it's, Oh, that's what he's saying about 11. He says, I know what it's like to be different. And, uh, and for people to be, you know, fear you or, you know, think that you're a freak and blah, blah, blah. And he's talking about his being gay versus her. Yeah. I got that. Her, yeah. Freak of the freak. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. So I think it's going to come down to, because he still hasn't confessed his love to Mike verbally yet. I don't I think, think he will. Happen. I don't think he will oh. because at the end it seemed like there was kind of it, it seemed like he's like okay, I've kind of made my peace with what's going on, especially after like what you were saying where he was upset when he saw like Mike and Eleven together. I think he's going to I think at the last season he'll kind of uh you know, come out I, I, on I his own terms. Yeah, I I think he's going to come out. He's I I think he'll I think somehow Mike needs to grow up and realize it yeah. i actually think it's not a good thing that mike is so oblivious to the world around him yeah that he hasn't figured that out yet and i think they will let him uh but but more importantly you know uh i i think will will like i think every, it's going to set up where everyone assumes Eleven's going to sacrifice herself and die closing the, the void with her in it you know fighting one or something along those lines yeah. where you know she's the one sacrificing herself for everybody else but I think it's going to be that Will sacrifices himself for Mike and Eleven to be in love because he loves Mike and wants him to be happy. Yeah. And he doesn't want to grip with what he's going through right now. And, and uh, so, yeah, I think he either he or you go even further and his brother does it for them uh, because he's going to lose Nancy to Joe Keery. But, uh, yeah, I think, solid, I think one of the guesses, yeah. Yeah, one of those two brothers, they gonna die, okay. and and they're gonna sacrifice, and then there'll be a nuclear family of uh, of their mom and Hopper and one whichever son is living, and then uh, uh, Nancy. I'm not Nancy. Eleven. Uh, Eleven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. That's my theory. That's interesting. I, I mean, I don't. I, yeah, I don't disagree or hate it. it. I could very much see that happening. Yeah, um, it, it could be fun. Let's talk about uh, Vecner's. Vecna's uh, uh, origin. So we find it. So basically, the, the big bad of the dark world uh, of the upside down world is he's been terrorizing these kids for three seasons, and in the fourth season, he seems to be becoming more powerful. He's actually just sucking energy out of these kids that he's like anyone that's got a, a rough past, a, you know, that they're, uh, they're 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 sad about it, they can't let go. He goes after them and just sucks their energy and it gives them, it kind of fuels them. And you're kind of going through and finding as they're trying to give Elle her powers back, she's having to relieve her past to kind of see why. Because she kind of shut it off. So she's got to go back there and see how she got her powers in the first place to kind of bring them back. And when she does, she finds out, you know, there's 2 through 11 and all the kids are mean to her and hate her. Very similar to the way that she got treated in the uh, at the skating rink. Very similar. like uh, Very similar. Yeah, very similar to that. And then... There's this rumor that one never, there was never a one. And then the orderly tells her, oh no, Papa lies. You, you can't believe what Papa says. And then finally you realize, oh, this is one. one. And she kind of sets him free when she takes that thing out of his neck. 
Because I guess that's like she totally sets him free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's the reason he was able to do what he does and become Vecna. Uh, one, aka Henry, aka Vecna, as yeah. they say. Yeah. <laughs> what the What the heck do we call this guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah, she he takes out what I mean. It kind of reminded me of the old X Men like power dampeners. Yeah. Like he had basically some form of like power dampener yeah. inside of him, and she helps him get it out. And by doing that, That's because he know. tricked her, because he tricked her into yeah. saying, "Oh, Papa's mean to us. <clears throat> right. He's trying to track us." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's helping free her by getting her out of that duck system that that becomes where we meet her in in episode one. Yeah, of the of the first ever episode, and uh, and yeah, and you see, uh, and, and he's able to turn into into Vecna. Uh, yeah, that was that was amazing, and her opening the world. In the first place, like like she is the one who created that first opening yeah. into the upside down by by basically banishing him into it yeah. in a in a fit of rage, and I actually I loved that scene that there was this because there's kind of like this did she create that world or did she open a gate to that world that nobody realized was there that dimension. Um, and I think she did because there was clearly evidence. Did there was what? Already you think life. she created it or she already? Yeah, I, I think she just opened the door. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, because when one is there, aka Vecna, <laughs> aka Henry, uh, he's walking around and he's already seeing the uh, uh, Jimmy Gordon. Jimmy Gordon's, yeah. In the Mind Flayer, he sees the Mind Flayer. Well, he kind of he sees that giant, uh, you know, cloud or whatever you want to call it, yeah. floating around, and he basically creates the mind flare into that like spider looking thing because he has this fascination with black widows. And yeah, I thought that was really well done. Um, I really liked uh, how they, uh, how, how they kind of made it all come together there. And uh, my only thought that I had, <clears throat> which I don't think they'll do this. I don't think this is going to happen, but part of me was thinking, well, he kind of possessed the mind flare. Right, like, like it was floating around there, and he like takes it over, and he's he's, inher- he's in, yeah, and he's like inherently evil and a bad person. He's angry. He's full of anger. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like the epitome of this anger, and and turns these people into his soldiers. Right. The Jimmy Gorgon, the Mind Flayer, his yeah. soldiers, and he's the general as they talk about. Um, I wonder. I, part of me wonders, <laughs> would the Jimmy Gorgon and Mind Flayer have been evil creatures if they're not controlled by Vecna? Like, yeah. like, could they have been just perfectly normal, you know, living beings that were going about their day? <laughs> and, and Vecna kind of, in his hatred, kind of took him over and is using him towards what he wants to do. Do they really, are they really full of evil and hate or are they just following its orders? And if Eleven were to take over uh, the control of that world, not being evil, would they not, would they become basically weapons for her? Big, big puppies. And for, and, Big puppies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like I wonder if that could, that that could be something that could potentially be where they go. I don't think they will. Yeah, but... I don't hate the big puppy theory. I could get behind that. <laughs> I love the big puppy theory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she takes them over, and they're like they're like Gozer's dogs, right? Like, yeah. like she could she could take them over, and yeah, have them do what she wants to do. That would be very Ghostbusters like, which they founded a lot of it on. So <laughs> it, it's it's funny that you say that because. Um, so I, my uh, girlfriend's got someone staying with us in town, and we ended up watching uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and then afterwards they wanted to watch the original, so we knocked out both of those like two days ago. Yeah. 
such a great movie. It, man. Oh yeah, they both are great. Yeah, <laughs> I liked yeah, it more both, the second yeah. time. I think than I did the first. I agree. I agree. I watched it again the second time, and I was able to be like, I, I just love when th- there's just so much opportunity for accidental, you know, uh, screw ups in mythology, and you know what I mean, like different things that happen. We have so much going on, but there was just. Uh, you can tell with the Duffer Brothers and you can tell with Reitman with Ghostbusters Afterlife, there was so much love and so much work yeah. put into making it right and perfect and they did it. Yeah. And you can see why when another director takes something over, there's just not as much love and passion to getting it right yeah. versus just getting it done. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, and yeah, that, it's just a big difference to me. So uh, when I see stuff like... Uh, in the news, James Cameron's not going to direct any of the Avatar movies after three. He's going to he's going to you know move it all, hand it off to a different director. I'm like, they're not going to care. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to care as much as James Cameron. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, but, like, uh, like I don't care that much because Avatar's not my thing. But like, yeah, I was there for the special effects. As long as the special effects yeah. are still good, then I don't. It doesn't bother me. But that's him. Like he created yeah. those cameras. Yeah, but now they but now they have the cameras and he, and like those you know maybe still have the same sure. camera crew. He's been working like for the past. I mean, you think the av- first Avatar came out what twelve years ago, and so he's been working to try and get all the other ones ready. More probably, than that, he's isn't probably it? exhausted. Yeah, it's more than that. Even I think it's like I want to say it's I don't know I can't remember, but it's been a long, long the time. The first Avatar I'll came say... out in two thousand nine, so it would have been yeah, thirteen years oh, really? ago. Yeah, thirteen years ago. Oh wow. Thought it was further than that. Yeah. All right, well, cool. Jake, so, uh, so yeah, no, it was. It was. This is amazing. So I, so I'm curious. What do you, What do you think about it overall? Are there any storylines that you didn't see come in that you really liked that you didn't like? Um, I don't. The Vecner part I thought was really cool when you realize who he is. He's basically he's her Darth Vader. Like he's kind of yes. Like when you find out it is, it's kind of like a Luke. I am your father because that was her but, only. She had Papa, but then she found out Papa lied to her. And maybe, you know, maybe once slash Henry slash Vecna was just saying that to manipulate her, but he was also right. Papa was lying. And Papa was not a good person either. And then when she finds no. the only person who she thinks cares about her in one slash Henry slash Vecna, then he turns around and kind of tells her who he really is, and she kind of figures out. And so that is her... That is her antithesis. Like, in all writing in the whole world, there is matter and there's antimatter. And you have to have the two because they have to collide. And this is this is her antimatter. And so, to find out where it came from. Because it couldn't... This guy couldn't be just some random bad guy. Like, it couldn't just be the mind player. Just some beast or some demigorgon. It had to be... That's a good point. There had to be more behind this person or else you wouldn't care. And when you see what that kid went through, you're like, I mean, yeah, he's bad. But, man... Papa kind of made him that way. Like, um, his parents probably shouldn't have buried their head in the ground when they realized what was going on. Uh, they tried to send him to the place, but then the kid was too powerful by then and killed them all. And so they got sent, he got sent off with Papa, and Papa kind of turned him into that. So he is a sympathetic yep. character in a bit. Um, yeah. But he's kind yeah, of right. like, you know what? He's kind of like Billy. Billy kept getting beat up by his father and was treated poorly. And I mean, Billy was capable of a lot of things, but he was treated so poorly by his dad that he ended up becoming evil. And that's kind of what happened with one slash Henry slash Vecna. For sure. There's definitely similarities there on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you there. And, and I like that 
that they they were able to to write in one and, and introduce them when they did and not rush it because uh, I just think it adds more uh, to building it slowly because you like you said you kind of believe Papa was the was the guy mm-hmm. and Papa was like the uh, the guy you've seen in a few places where he's He's evil and he's doing terrible things to her, but for what he believes are good reasons. Yeah. Like he's trying to help her become bigger, stronger, better, whether it's specifically to actually just spy on Russians, which even that you can say, hey, he's, he's a patriot, right? He's, he's trying to do the right thing uh, or, you know, because they found out about this other world or, or whatever, what have you. But uh, even at the end, like as he's dying, he unlocks her collar. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he doesn't, he could have not done that. But he uses his last strength to to help her, in a way. So yeah, he's he's evil. He's sadistic, uh, or not evil. He's sadistic, but he believes he's he's iron sharpening iron and making her better for doing it. But that's the thing uh, is like he's he's not evil because what he thinks is do, he's that's doing. That's what I said. He's not evil. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, yeah. He's and, sadistic. And those make the best villains when it's someone who thinks they're doing the right thing. Um, like Thanos, like the world was overpopulated. He thought he was doing every the right Marvel thing. villain. Yeah, he they yeah. think that they're helping. Well, every best villain, they think that they're helping when in actuality they're just hurting everything around them. You could say that the same thing about uh, what was that kid? Jason was the Jason in this one. The um, uh, oh, Jason Jock. was the most sympathetic bad guy to me I've ever seen. Yeah, he he's doing what almost any good person would do. I mean, he believed. That his his girlfriend was murdered by somebody, uh, there and, and then he sees his best friend murdered uh, by something supernatural. Nobody believes him, and so he has to hype everybody up and get them to help. And uh, he's going to go get vengeance on his own from the person that killed somebody he loves. So, uh, so far, <laughs> he's well, and he's gone. He never did anything. What I would consider wrong. Well, he went over. The, he went over the top. You can't form a posse and just go after him. You got to. You got. I mean, he was there I mean, to hurt somebody, so that is on him. But I mean, you could well, say temporary on. insanity or something like that. Is that is that not exactly what the kids are doing? What do you mean? They they found out there's something supernatural. The police don't believe him, so they formed a posse and they're going to kill Vecna. <laughs> going to kill Vecna, but they know who they're going after. They've done the research to find out. They he's just like well, and that's another thing is well, they they did before they went after him. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They 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 knew there was. But what collateral damage did nobody could do anything? What collateral damage did they have? Where they went after yeah, and no, killed somebody? Where they went after like beat the hell out of or killed somebody who was the wrong person? No, no, no. They they haven't done that. But my point is, well, that's a big Jason line and his. Jason and his crew did did they did they end up severely hurting somebody? Well, uh, Lucas got his ass whooped and almost yeah, got shot true. and almost got shot by a three fifty seven. But almost got dead, almost got dead by this guy because he thought it was a cult. And to be fair, it looked like it. But where he found out it was a cult was it's funny because all these newspapers uh, and news articles are uh, saying, "Oh, these D and D is cults and they're trying they're Satanists and all these things." And it's it's just kind of funny how you kind of nothing changes like you still have that where absolutely but i guess my point is everything that he's stumbling upon reinforces that he's correct like it's not like he's just taking random guesswork when he stumbled upon uh, uh lucas uh and max 
Lucas has her in an abandoned house in a trance, just like his girlfriend and best friend that died and was known to be part of the Hellfire Club. What about <laughs> what about showing up when the band is just sitting there playing and they beat the hell out of them to find um, what's yeah, his they, face? They, oh, they went overboard. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's all I'm there. saying. Is, yeah. said, you're, you're right. They, they did. But, I mean, he believed that people were murdering people and no one was doing anything about it. So that's yeah. all I'm saying is, yeah. is like, it was very sympathetic. It was very similar to what the kids are doing. Minus the fact that yes, they took it too far because they are bigger and stronger. And, uh, thought that he, he also riled up a whole right town thing. to go after and posse up against these, against these children as well. As, as he should have. I mean, he, he believed that they're, a club that was create, doing these satanic murders and the police would refuse to go after them. I mean, th that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they, they're not, they're not wrong. <laughs> Wouldn't you have done the same thing if like everyone, we, you know, people we love or best friends are murdered and the police, and we know it's supernatural because we see it happen, you know, raise up in the middle of the sky and break all the bones, all this horrible stuff. And we tell the police, they're like, yeah, right, whatever. We're going to do the work. There's no, there's no supernatural. And and we know it's going to happen again. You'd be like, guys, listen, <laughs> there's there's horrible things happening here. You know, what I mean? let's rile up. Let's stop this club. We found out who it is. It's this Hellfire Club. Like, let's go get them because the police aren't going to do the work for us. Yeah. And so I, I just I guess I'm saying like the riling everybody up part. Like, I think in real life, that's what you'd be doing. I think they're almost yeah. avatars for what the average fan that didn't know what was happening. Right. If like the average person, I mean, that didn't know what was happening, didn't know what our kid, the kids know, you know, what what they would be doing to it to a degree. Fair enough. Um, just a quick note. So the, the guy that plays Vecna or one or Henry, uh, oh, yeah. older Henry, Jamie Campbell Bauer also played. Remember the show uh, Camelot with Ava yeah, Green? Yeah. And Joseph yeah. He was King Arthur. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Right when I saw him, it's like, oh, it's old King Arthur. <laughs> I did not recognize yeah. him. And and the show that so unjustly was canceled. Yeah, uh, I tried. It started off very very slow. It, it did, but it got so good. Yeah. Uh, it was like it was like black sales ish. That's how good it got. And oh then, wow. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and then uh, it just yeah canceled before they could they could do much with it. But uh, oh well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. No, I uh, yeah, he's a good actor and and good for him. Um, yeah. Hope uh hope we. Well, we will see more of him next season because he yeah he ain't he's, gone yet. He's the main bad guy. Yeah, no, he's that way it, it was. Um, yeah, this was this might have been the best season of Stranger Things. I at some point I'm gonna go back and like probably binge all of it, probably on like a cold winter's day or something where there's nothing to do outside, just knock out all of it. Um, but man, it just it never disappoints. And now we got the last season coming up, hopefully next year. But uh, that is not they have not been good about year to year so let's see right now it doesn't have a schedule for season five but i believe okay. they've been filming it, it so i i heard yeah where did i see that they're already going to start filming the next season here pretty soon so uh, it i think it's written I, I could be wrong but i think it's written and ready to go oh yeah i think they're they're ready to do it i just don't know if they've started filming yet oh yeah 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 so that i mean they've had they've had an end in mind forever so that i love that I, lo I love that since the beginning they've had an end in mind. And I think what, you know, who knows what they mean when they say end, like th they didn't have the entire finale scripted. Probably not. I, I think that maybe we've already seen it. Maybe 
they realized that there was a one from the beginning. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, because that, I mean, she's literally numbered 11. Yeah. <laughs> we know that there's other numbers. I think they knew that from the beginning there was a number one. Yeah. Uh, so we may already have crossed the threshold of they knew how it was going to end. Uh, so, but either way, man, I am excited. I'm really excited. And uh, I'm just really impressed that it feels to just stay so consistently great. Yeah, no, it's yeah. It, I can't think of a bad season they've had, but um, yeah. let us move on. So I started Umbrella Academy before Stranger Things, and I got through four episodes. Yeah. And then you kept telling me to watch Stranger Things, and I had other people talking about it, and I didn't want it to get ruined because people kept talking about it. That's and, what I was worried about. Yeah, was, was stuff getting spoiled for you because people aren't really spoiling Umbrella Academy. Out. No, you yeah, know what I mean. No That's not a popular enough big. show. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I knocked that out. So I'm stuck at. I stopped at four. I plan on jumping back into it uh, this week. But it's been, I, I mean, it's been really great. So I mean, we'll go through the first four episodes. If you haven't seen them, you might want to skip past this. But they, it, the last we saw them, and I had to watch a. Uh, I think they have a recap on this one. I can't remember. There's a guy called the Recap Guy on YouTube that usually does a pretty good job. But um, so this one, they got teleport. They saved the apocalypse. And then they they teleport back, try to teleport back to their own timeline, but things change. So they're in their house, but it's no longer the Umbrella Academy. It's the Sparrow Academy. And there's a whole new group of um, members other than Ben, who is their dead brother in their world. Uh, but he's very much does not care for them in this one. And so they, they come across the grandfather paradox. Basically the date that they all were born where they magically like someone just started off pregnant. And by the end of the day, they had a kid. Um, they, all the mothers died on the same date. So something's something fishy about that. They got to try and figure out where the mother's at. Um, but they all got hemorrhages. So they're trying to figure out who could have done this, who could have given them those it basically just start bleeding from the eyes and everywhere. So that's the last where I saw that. Um, the two sides, the Sparrow Academy and the Umbrella Academy, still butting heads. Although, if they would just, they're so stubborn, if they would have just sat down and talked to each other. But Ben in this world is full of hate and piss and vinegar. So he just wants to kill them because he thinks they could be a threat. Um, especially after their number one goes missing because of a, a rip in space time that's in the basement of their house. Am I, am I and of course caught up on that correctly you, you are and you gotta love that uh they're they're so disconnected as a family that the main problem that they are suffering the entire uh, uh for this series so far is just in their basement and they don't even know it mm -hmm. <laughs> it's in their own house right that's a metaphor but it's in their own house that's where their problems are yeah uh and uh yeah it's uh i'll say this it stays consistently great so uh, you enjoy the season I have. Oh wow! So Man, you've enjoy been this blowing through stuff. I was. <laughs> I, uh, I I've been having trouble sleeping. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll watch a few episodes and then be like, "All right, I should probably go to bed." What time is it? It's one forty-five. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Another four-hour sleep night. Uh, so yeah, I had a lot of those, but uh, you know what? I don't care. I enjoyed Stranger Things. Enjoyed Umbrella Academy. I had to see them. Uh, so yeah, it stays consistently great. Enjoy it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't want to give anything away. So, okay. 
it's just, uh, yeah, I, I'll be honest. When it first started, I wasn't that excited. Like, I was like, oh. The fourth season be, or know, the show in general? The, the whole season, really. Uh, no, I love the show. It's this, you know, just the whole Sparrow thing. I was like, uh. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that, see, that got me let's... really excited. I wanted to see them battle, like, so bad. Yeah, no, no, no. I wanted to see that, and I loved the first, the, the premiere. I mean, I mean the, the was it, not Flash Day, the Footloose? Yeah. <laughs> the sequence and all that. Like, I was just like, oh, okay. It's classic Umbrella Academy. It's back. All yeah. right. But then it was just, the, you know, them dividing up again, uh, drama, drama over basic stuff. I was like, uh. I don't see where this is going. I don't love it yet. This looks like a little bit more of the same, and it wasn't. It ends up being great. So Yeah, I didn't uh, feel like it, it was going to be more of the same. I, I was kind of like, I, yeah. from the first episode of season four, I was like, ooh. I like, see, season one was great. Season two was great. This one, like, this one could be something different. And I don't know. Um, yes, I'm four in, and I'm still, I'm enjoying it very much. And I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see how it ends. Yeah, it sucked me back in. So you'll... Uh, I I'm, I love when something can win me back over. You know what I mean. So uh, I was glad it did. So uh, yeah, I think if you already are happy, then yeah, you'll, you'll love it. It's it's just really well done writing. I hope they, the writers. I don't know who they are, but I hope they do more. <laughs> I hope they do something else once Umbrella Academy's over. Yeah. Uh, so Steve Blackman is uh, the writer. He's also a writer producer for Fargo, Legion, and Altered Carbon. So he's he's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he's he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, good for him. Private uh, practice, for Las Vegas, Hidden Palms, Bones. Yeah, he he's he's doing okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah, he's uh he's not having trouble eating. No. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll try and knock that one out. We can we can wrap up everything next time. Um, the next show. So I haven't watched the episode that came out today. Um because I have to wait on that one. I can't watch that one by myself, or yeah. I have to put on a really good poker face and act like I didn't watch it myself. Uh, yeah. But it's The Boys. So we are, let's see, I think, no, it wasn't Hero Guy. It was Here Comes a Candle to Light You to Bed was the last one that came out, yeah, July 1st. Um, That's the last one I saw, too. Okay, good. I haven't seen today's. So, I mean, if you haven't seen this, again, spoilers, skip past it, but... Uh, a, we figure out Black Noir's past in the creepiest possible way uh, yeah. they could have done it through yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bizarre and violent uh, cartoon hour in an old like Chuck E. Cheese showbiz pizza uh, place that Black Noir goes to to be weird. Uh, so you kind of escape see... to escape. Yeah, 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 fair enough to escape. Um, so we kind of see what Black Noir went through, and now he realizes Soldier Boy is after him because of they, him and the rest of Payday uh, turned on him to send him to the Russians for no money. Like, as Crimson County said, we didn't, want, we didn't even ask for money. We just wanted you gone because we hated you because uh, yeah. he was so terrible. I mean, you see what he did to Black Noir, and uh, yeah. you, you understand. Yeah, he was just an awful person. And then... Black no- and then, you can also, by yeah, the way, yeah. un- understand why Black Noir would be much happier under Homelander's lead, because uh, you always wonder, like, this guy seems to be the kind of badass Batman that that why would he why would he ever go along with anything Homelander? It's like because well, he's had worse. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually had worse leaders that abuse the living snot out of him. And whenever you see Homelander, he's always like, "Not you, you're great." 
Bat Noir. Yeah. Like, he's always he's always appreciative of yeah. Bat Noir sh- yeah, that's a shutting up point. and doing his job, and he he actually feels appreciated by Homelander. So, uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, like he's. I just really thought that was cool how they managed to to yeah to make him uh, almost I don't want to say sympathetic how he could how he could justify in his own head working for Homelander. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because Homelander's so much... Homelander's a better alternative, which has got to speak volumes. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so he's got to come to grips with that. I assume in the episode that came out today, you're going to see a battle between those two. Um, also, one of the biggest things is that Soldier Boy learns from one of the members of uh, Payback, who can read minds, uh, basically why they got rid of him is because they didn't need him anymore they had his sperm and then they were going to make a baby with it turns out to be homelander so homelander is uh soldier boy's father and so that throws a wrench into things but i don't know how yet just because they these two have already fought um soldier boy's already said look if you help me find the members of payback i'll kill this homelander guy for you but now that they find out that they're you know father and son do they join forces to take over the world or do they have such big egos that that only one can remain Uh, it's kind of a highlander situation well he said things are different now yeah so so soldier boy at least is like well i'm not going to kill my son uh we don't know how homelander is going to feel about that though but but from soldier boy's point of view it's like well i was going to kill you but now i'm not gonna which, which is interesting because it's like someone sparing Homelander and that alone is going to infuriate him. Mm-hmm. That, that there's somebody, just the idea that there's someone more powerful than him. Yeah. I mean, he's like, yeah, no way in hell. Like, I'm, I do what I want when I want. Nobody can stop me. That's his whole thing. Masturbating on the, on the Eiffel, on the, on the Sears Tower or whatever, <laughs> under the city. Yeah. I mean, he does what he wants when he wants yeah. and uh, unapologetically. And now he's getting kind of drunk with that power of I can do anything I want and nobody can stop me. And yeah. yet he finds out not only is there someone who can stop me, he's my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who had mommy issues to the point that he's like uttering, you know, uh, uh, milking a cow and drinking it, trying to remember his mommy uh, who he killed. Uh, and oh, so, yeah, so I mean, t- here's another part about that, about his mommy. So we know, we know he has mom issues. Uh, I think they're going to get worse because Soldier Boy can't fly. Homelander can't. Do you think of do you can you think of another character that could fly in the boys? I mean, that's old enough to have done it. I would just Storm say front? the Crimson. Eh, no, Crimson, Crimson can't maybe. fly. Crimson can't fly. Stormfront was the only one, the only other one that I saw that I've... could fly. I thought Crimson Countess did fly. No, she just makes things come out of her hand. Okay. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, for some so, reason I thought I saw her fly in something. Okay. So yeah, so you're right. It so, could yeah. be Stormfront, who was Liberty at the time. So there's a chance that Homelander had sex with his mother. Oof. So this could be an Oedipal kind of thing Oof. where he had sex with his mother and is going to kill his father. Oof. Or at least try to. Uh, could be that, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, go ahead and sit with that uncomfortably for a I little mean, bit. I mean, that's that's the kind of disturbing thing that that Seth, uh, Eric, I Seth Green, Seth Rogen. 
Seth Rogen, yeah, well, and Eric Kripke may have come up with it. To be fair, that I mean, if you read the comics, they're all really disturbing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, man, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I, to think about this. Think yeah, about think about another possible. character that can fly. No, you're right. I, I don't know of another flying character. I mean, there has to be others, though, right? Like, well, I mean, I don't know. That's what makes him supposed. That could be what makes him so special. This is a. I was wondering if they were going to do a twins situation, <laughs> <laughs> where there where there were like seven dads. Or, 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 oh and, yeah, and uh, a mom or or, or uh, I don't know. yeah no that's that's interesting yeah it probably is Soldier Boy and Stormfront I mean I mean I mean yeah Stormfront yeah. Stormfront and, yeah and or Liberty well either would work because they were both things oh and at one point Soldier Boy even said he even uh, makes an offhand comic boy remember that Liberty she was quite the firecracker mm. yeah yeah that could be yeah it's that could be, could be it. This this uncomfortable show is about to get a lot more uncomfortable. I think. Uh, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> oh God, how disturbing! And yeah, he he would go and make her. He would throw his, his little penis in her hand. Right, yeah, that was happen, yeah. was happening at the very end. Getting, before, getting some hand jibbers while she only had the one hand in the hospital. But she burned to a crisp. But she died on her own from. Oh, she killed herself. Yeah, she chewed, she chewed off her own tongue. And, killed herself god she she million dollar babied herself yeah Jesus. yeah <laughs> oh oh god wow all right yeah yeah man uh i mean it's, it's not surprising <laughs> nothing can be surprising or shocking anymore yeah. i mean it's it, we've hit that level yeah of, of dear godness yeah, yeah wow i mean i saw a man Oof. have sex with an octopus in the in the last episode so <laughs> and try to get his wife to join in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so oh my God! And she tried. She tried. God bless her heart. Yeah, bless she's her like, heart. She gave it a like, solid effort. She's like, this is what you want. We're gonna give it a nope, nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, can't do it. And then he screwed up. He's like, yeah, I've gotten us this far. She's like, you've gotten us this far. She's clearly pulling the strings, and now it looks like she oh, might be gone. Yeah. So he's gonna have to fend for himself. He's incompetent. He's running. A major department at bought so yeah it seemed pretty obvious that they were going somewhere that you know she uh she was controlling him oh my god i'm sorry i have to laugh and this is on brand so you can keep it recording i just passed a new uh place called the greatest american hero <laughs> <laughs> and it's a hero sub with a cape, red cape on oh that's hilarious <laughs> so uh, Fascinating. Yeah. All right, on uh, that note, let's move on to Terminal List. So you saw the premiere. I've not watched it. I've heard I did. really bad things. I've seen like four episodes now, and I have to say it's enjoyable. Yeah? Uh, I don't get the hate yet. Is it? Um, is there some kind of political reason they might have? Yeah, okay. So I'm looking, no, at, I'm looking at Rotten it's, Tomatoes. It's, it's a 40% critic, 95% audience, and on IMDb it's 82 rating which is like a 9.2 so good lord that's got to be pretty oh it's good. 8.2 yeah 8.2 yeah. on imdb yeah. which is a 9.2 for mo you know everything okay. yeah yeah that that i mean it's a solid show i yeah i was very confused uh confused with people don't like it's it's a um it's got an interesting twist too i'm not going to tell you that because i would give some things away but yeah. it's 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 an interesting twist and take on a born identity type of a eh, that's kind of a lazy uh well let me let me a, it's, give me give it's me a delta next four, it's, a, it's an 
to watch this yeah, and we kind of go over it. Yeah, it's an interesting show. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, I think it's, I think it's military violence. And so people are not super excited about maybe seeing military violence that's happening on civilians as well as other people. Okay. Maybe there's a distaste for that because of the whole gun issue right now. But it's a topical show in a good way, not in an overly political way at all. And uh, yeah, I, I, so far I've thought it's great. It feels like a miniseries. Um, I'm not sure that there will be a season two, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't think it needs one so far. I think they could, the way they're going, it's fast paced. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, so far it's been pretty great. All right. I mean, cast is pretty solid. Uh, Chris Pratt, Constance Wu, uh, Taylor Kitsch, who I feel is underrated. I feel like he's got the skills to pay the bills. Um, he does. Riley Kuh, uh Gene Triplehorn, LaMonica Garrett, who I good. like. Do what? So far, all of them have been great. Yeah. I mean, that's not surprising. Yeah, all, Jake Courtney, who you and I are. Hey, you know what? He's good. Yeah. I feel like he just yeah, never found normal. the right. He might have been like, remember Ben Affleck? Like, he's a good actor. He just picks these terrible, god-awful movies. Maybe that's just what yeah. he was in. You know, that was his thing. But I don't know. You know, he put on even more muscle, like almost a comical amount of muscle lately. Yeah. Um, and and he, he ended up doing this show, which we've talked about. But it had uh, Yvonne Strahovski and, and and the woman from Nine Perfect Strangers that you liked. That was Michael Shannon's wife. Uh, and, oh, yeah, yeah. And then him and, and uh, as main characters. And uh, he was actually really good in it. Like, like, I, like he was a solid, solid actor in it. And I think he kind of, it felt like he found, he found out who he was almost from the Suicide Squad in that, he, the last few movies in a row I've seen him in, he's kind of he learned how to laugh at himself, okay. and he and, and that's that's kind of that's where I'll leave it. He, like, he he can he can laugh at himself a little bit and be kind of a ridiculous big bulky dude, okay. and that just seems like the right fit. So yeah, I've, uh, I've, the last couple of things I've seen him in after a very shaky start to his career, he's been pretty solid. Okay, fair, fair enough. Okay. Um... All right, well, I'll give this a shot. And I've got I got some time next week, I think, to, like, knock some things out. So I will give that a shot. Um, yeah, yeah. The next thing, I'm caught up. I think you said you have a little bit left of episode two. But Westworld, um, the season, what season is this? Is this season four? Well, and there's three eps out now. The third one just came out today? Or no, Sunday. July 10th. It comes out on Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's only two out. No, no, the third one doesn't come out until July 10. So, um, we're two episodes in. Um, I had to watch the the recap man, the recap guy. I got to find out what's actually. Yeah, because I just could not remember everything. And they gave you, they give you a, um, a recap recap in the, uh, before the first episode. They do. But I'm still glad I watched the recap guy because I felt like they cut some things out and it moved along so fast. And this show, yeah, there's so many moving parts that it's hard to kind of like get your feet under you. I'll tell you, I, I would I would tell people watch the whole finale before you start this season yeah. uh, of the last the last show because there were a lot of things that I forgot and there's a lot of things that weren't in the recap that that kind of explain why they're here, what got them here that I promise you forgot about. Because, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I remember so little. I mean, and good reason. It's been a long time. 
Yeah. But uh, it's also a very complicated, nuanced show that had been a long time since you saw it. So, and then there's a time jump. So there's a lot of factors at play here to make you go, wait, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> wait, why is this happening? Wait, why, why, is, why is this person not? So yeah, there, there's a lot to it. And uh, it's I, a confusing show, but uh, it's been really good. Yeah. I watched my recap guy. He had a 10 minute video. I felt like it got me to kind of where I needed to be. But um, this, this Pro- probably right. This, so the first episode, the auguries. Um, so it's seven years after the demise of Rehoboam, uh, the artificial intelligence that they destroyed that was basically running everything. Like it was even, even the person they thought was running it. Uh, oh, what's the French guy's name? I can't think of his name now. Yeah, I know. The French I know, actor. I oh, yeah. can't think of his name. But uh, we thought he was running everything, but it turned out the Re- Rehoboam. He was a mouthpiece. Yeah, he, yeah, they had a thing in his ear, that, and it was telling him what to do. And it was basically telling, saying, oh, these people can't do anything. They're going to die. You know, the, it, it would tell people what – it knew what people was gonna, were going to do before them. And so it kind of deleted uh, free will. And so yeah. they destroyed that. Um, uh, Aaron Paul has moved on. He's got a, uh, you know, a wife and kid, although he's still got some PTSD. Uh, and it's starting to kind of bleed into, you know, his kid's starting to pick up on it. And his wife is really nervous about that. And and then, I'm trying to think of who else. What else is going on? Dandy Newton. Dandy Newton was uh, by herself in the woods, just not talking to anybody. And some big bad dudes mm-hmm. with guns show up. And we find out later it's, it's William, but it's not William. It's Tessa Thompson, who is actually Christina, right? Like, it's Evan Rachel Wood's. Um, it's her. It's, it's her. Edward Woods' character. Yeah, and she's in all these different characters. She's in all these d- other hosts. So Tessa Thompson's actually running it, and or, or is well, is William in the finale? In the finale, our second to last episode of Westworld last season, um, basically Evan Rachel Woods' characters s- split herself. Yeah, there's two. There's two of them now. One of them. Uh, which she had uploaded into the Tessa Thompson character and, and was really Tessa Thompson the whole time. Uh, they thought she let that, she sacrificed that part of herself to die, to do something so she could move on with the rest of her deal. But then it didn't die. Tessa Thompson stayed alive. Yeah. And, and so then there was two of her when she re-uploaded into the new body. Um, and she's like, and she was, she's pissed. She's like, how could you let me die? Even though it's her, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was kind of surreal that she's fighting herself and, and Tessa Thompson's character became more, the more hard to the point that she killed her own family. Yeah. Like she, she went, she went straight down to it. And, uh, and the other version of herself started finding a little bit more in humanity uh, going out there. Uh, Aaron Paul, whatever his character's name is. Yeah, Kayla. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. So, so the angry her is, is we'll just call Tessa Thompson is uh is yeah she's she's working with uh will god now i'm looking at his name <laughs> the will. man in black yeah man that in black is. that's will yeah 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 i know there's yeah, so many characters but is that character actually this character or is it actually that character was it, <laughs> was it this character and it's now become that character so yeah yeah it's super it's still super confusing like I mean, you have to be locked in to kind of figure out what's going on. The first two episodes, I feel like I'm 
I've got a pretty good handle on what's happening. There's a lot going on. I don't want to say anything because the first episode brings you back into the world. The second episode kind of pushes the story forward. So until you finish the second episode, I don't want to say too much. But basically, you know what? I yeah, I feel like maybe I did finish it. What at the very end of was it the first episode where they show Tom Marsden's back? Tom Marsden, James Marsden, James Marsden. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that in either episode. Uh, yeah, I didn't see yeah. him show up. I never saw James Go back. come back. Okay, I guess I will. Yeah, watch the last like ten seconds before credits because uh, you know she's she's paranoid. Uh, somebody's following her. Yeah, remember, and then and then somebody a uh, stranger comes to her defense and starts beating up the dude that's that's following her home. Yeah, did you see that yeah, part? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and but you but you don't see who it is. Yeah. And then she's looking out like at the at the, you know, the trees or whatever. And then it shows you somebody in the trees looking back. And, and as it pans out a little bit, you can see and make out that it's it's James Marshall. Oh, my God. I must have looked away or something. Oh, I'm glad he's yeah. back. I like him. Yeah. yeah he's a good actor. Um, did you see anything on a train? Hmm. You would know. You would know if you saw something on a train. It's a, it's a pretty big set. So, yeah, you haven't finished the second episode. Let's finish the second episode. We'll get okay. into it further. Uh, so far, I mean, it's Westworld. I'm intrigued. I'm probably going to get confused. I'll probably have to watch it again, especially if I didn't see James Martin's back. Um, but it, it feels like, I mean, it, feel, it feels like it's very similar to the third season of The Boys so far. I mean, The Boys uh, of Westworld so far, so... I don't know. I mean, what am I going to do? Not watch it? It's Westworld. It's been... Oh, yeah. We're watching it. Yeah, even season two, when it kind of fell off a little bit, it was still pretty great. So, um, speaking of pretty great, we're going to get the finale for Miss Marvel on Wednesday, the 13th. So, that is exciting, because this has been... It has been really, really good. I don't know if you've enjoyed I, it, but I have, I, I have enjoyed it so much. I have a comment on this, though. Okay. So, I've thoroughly enjoyed it because i told you very plainly and you did too from the beginning like zero interest in watching this show yeah i mean zero <laughs> uh, but the the actress's likability is just through the roof yeah <laughs> much like tom holland in that way yeah. uh that that you just want to watch it and root for him mm-hmm. um and i've been i've enjoyed the small stakes just like i did with hawkeye like i I thoroughly enjoy when they come back down to earth and, and, and smaller stakes for Marvel. And not not everything has to be uh, smaller stakes. She's they're trying to rip open a, a hole in between well, two universes right. so that one can take you're, over the other. It's basically the theme of Stranger Things. Nah, all right, you're right. But I guess I guess what I mean is most most of the show was uh, they're trying to get home. Most of the, most of the show was you know family stuff. I yeah. guess is what I'm trying oh, to say. Okay. It was more. Lower, you know, like that, and like not wanting your mom to find out again, or you know, she can't leave. She's a superhero, but she's got to figure out how to leave the house because <laughs> she's grounded. You know, I mean, those kinds of things. But, and, but like, um, what what in Marvel is not about family? Whether it's ones you you choose, like Guardians of the Galaxy, or even but this one, Spider Man. But they're all about family. Yeah. Nah. Which one is not? I mean, Guardian, maybe, Guardians. Maybe one that's not. 
all, all of them. I mean, in fact, almost no one has family except for but it's the ones guardians. That they, that they, it's still who, the ones that they choose. Like Iron Man. T- Tony Iron, doesn't. Yes, yes, Cap he does. Doesn't. No, Tony does because he's got Happy and he's got Pepper and he's got Rhodey. That's his family. Uh, now okay, he's chosen but, uh, to be a rep. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Whether they've chosen them or sauce. they've got them, uh, that it's uh, it's about like they do everything for the for their family. But they still all do things on their own. They take it on their shoulders and they do things for themselves. And it's and they don't have real family because all of their families have died. All of them. Uh, just about. And and this one that is... That still makes it about family. Is, this, 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 one is, nah, this one is her and her mom and dad and her brother saying, uh, whatever it is, you don't have to do it alone. You can do it. You can... We're here with you. Mm-hmm. And, it's her, and it's her mom and dad are willing to to I mean, of course they don't know that she is what she is at the moment but they're like whatever you're going through stop it come back let us do this with you and then the next that very next episode is her flying to you know india pakistan with with her mom with her like she yeah. brought her mom with her and and it's just it's touching that her parents still like they're like no you can never be so big that your parents can't be part of this with you yeah and i'm like well that's adorable and uh, and and her family is going to stay a big part of her and her culture, not just that she's an orphan and she's got to go go do it on her own and, and make the family along the way that can survive with her. It's no, it's her actual family. They're gonna they're gonna stay a part of this. And with her culture and family being so important, I just think this is really on par with character and just showing some great writing. The only gripe I've had all season is also I think the last half of this episode was really rushed. It it's uh. I really don't even understand quite what the hell happened. How <laughs> uh, with, uh, with, with, uh, so? With, uh, so, okay, so she does her time travel, loves that part of it. Yeah. Loves seeing the, uh, yeah, the, the partition, cool. all that stuff. Yeah, everybody, the, the, um, the, the internet support, all falling in love with her mom overnight, or her great grandmother, or whatever, Aisha. Uh, and uh, it's been funny. And, uh, uh, and, but then she comes back. And then once she came back, like, I guess somehow she opened the portal to the other world by her, her bangle. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad guys finally get to go home to it, um, but they die. Um, why? Why did they die not being able to go back into their back home? Well, they, they're not, they haven't answered yet. They're going to answer it in the next episode. Yeah, that, that, that was dumb to me. I'm like, well, why did they, why did they, they've been so eager to get back and then suddenly... Uh, it kills them to try to go back. So that was that was odd. I knew that they were going to... Uh, I mean, that's the whole thing, is why are they having trouble? So I figured they're going to address it in the next episode. Yeah, well, I, I think they die. <laughs> but but we'll see. Uh, I think the other ones definitely died, because then the, the big bad, the, the, the mom, the auntie, whatever you want to call her, the big bad, um, she's like, after like a lifetime of just anger... Uh, and hatred just does a total 180 at the last possible second, and and then throws her spirit question mark into Kamran. Yeah. Uh, so is she possessing him now? That part I guess we'll find out. I don't know if she's possessing uh, him. I think she gave him her power, similar to how Aisha put it into the bangle, and she's like, whoever seeks it, it will seek you back. So, but she because she didn't know who to give it to. Aisha didn't know how to give it to, but the aunt knew she wanted to give it to Cameron, and she's and they even told her like you abandoned your your son, you just left him, 
and uh, yeah. and then now he's with Bruno, and I actually think Cameron ends up becoming the big bad for the final episode. Okay, yeah, maybe. Um, it just felt like a big one eighty really fast for for the for the ant. Yeah, it just felt like such a fast one eighty right. after a whole lifetime. They're like, but you left your son. She's like, yeah, she did it with glee. <laughs> she was she had no remorse leaving her son, and then suddenly as she's gonna die which she doesn't really have to she could just turn around yeah uh she, she decides i'll just go ahead and kill myself and and pass my 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 being on or whatever powers on to my son yes maybe she felt like if i can't go home that i might as well die i don't want to be here yeah i'll give my power to my son as some gift before i die all right i just i just kind of felt like take three more minutes and explain what's happening and why like i just don't get this because uh, it, to me, it felt like the big, big bad's going to be the Department of Defense, but they're going to be setting up Comron as the big bad for being a terrorist that blew up the store. Yeah. Um, because they try to blow up Bruno and Comron. Yeah. Uh, which, which is evil, because they know nothing that, de- that they deserve to be yeah. killed. Uh, they try to blow up their house, but instead it gets deflected and it blows up that store, mm-hmm. convenience store that's Bruno's. Um, so I think they're going to make it look like, oh, big explosion, uh, you know, a Middle Eastern guy. He's a terrorist. Yeah. So we're after him. So that feels like where they're going to go with that. I, I don't think they're um, going to make the Department of Damage Control the bad guys. They are the bad guys. I think in the same, oh yeah, in no, the same way that S.H.I.E.L.D. is Nick Fury's people, uh, the Department of Damage Control is um, uh, Julia Dreyfus's people. Oh, you think those are her? People? I think those okay. are going to be her people. Going I like that. Forward. Yeah, I like that. Okay, uh, yeah, because that's going to be the government bureaucracy that is. I guess their version of damage control is we're done cleaning up the rubble after people have these battles, like the Battle of New York. Now we're going to prevent them from happening. That's yeah. our damage control. Is we're going to imprison anybody with powers. Yeah. Um. So kind of going right back to Sokovia Accords a little bit, but um, or or could lead into uh, mutant registration. Yes, absolutely. Which which kind of was what the Sokovia Accords were. Yeah. But uh, but I guess not. Yeah, it was their version of it. But yeah, I think you're right. That'll lead to, to mutant registration at some point. I, I agree with you there. And they've shown a couple of clips of uh, She-Hulk, the uh, the series coming out, and they show Department of Damage Control characters with guns looking very similar to the ones that we just saw now, and they show a building very similar to what we saw in this one too so i i think that well, we yeah, also we, saw department it, of damage control and something else didn't we I mean, it might have been hawkeye i can't remember but i feel well, like we saw was, them in something else so the damage control came in not as bad guys but in the uh, uh the first spider-man uh because that's who took the the jobs away from and shut down the work that the vulture was doing with his crew that's right they were that's they, right. they yeah. were they were construction people clearing out the city and James control says this is our job everybody go away because because if we find alien ta- tech we need to be able to take it and he's like but our whole crew like we have families this is our job this is how we make money and they're like tough and uh and so that's why he goes back he breaks back and so yeah i thought that was awesome uh and so that was department of damage control and that's what makes him mad at tony stark because uh, they show that tony stark created the department of damage control originally that was part of Stark Industries and Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, and, you know, trying to fix what he you know, messed up. Uh, so, yeah, I think it'll go that direction. 
Um, but obviously there's a new twist to it, which is, yeah, I like that you named Julia Louis-Dreyfus. That, that's interesting. That's her career. Yeah. No, I, that's who I, I figured is going to end up leading that. But, yeah, Miss Marvel's been – so it's got a 98% uh, critic score, 81% uh, audience. And that's – I think a lot of that because um, right off the bat there was a downvote party on – I guess it was IMDb because that's where everyone does it on IMDb. Yeah, IMDb has, her, has it at a yeah. 6.1, which just – that's just not – even if you gave it the traditional IMDb bump of 7.1, that's still not accurate. So it's just so ridiculous that people. Correct. It was down for it before it even premiered because the girl was muscled. Like that's just. IMDb's kind of got to get their act together. Yeah, but IMDb's just lazy now because there's not really a competitor, so they just kind of do whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, I I can't wait for the finale on Wednesday. It's been awesome. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Next is one that I. I thought, okay, this will be all right. Um, I didn't think much of it, but uh, I went and saw it with the girlfriend. I was like, do you want to see Buzz Lightyear or do you want to see Elvis? Go, let's go see Elvis. I'm like, all right. Boz Lerman, um, you can take him or you can leave him. He's got a very specific style that he does. Um, he did Moulin Rouge, Great Gatsby. Um, he did, um, I think he did Romeo. Yeah, he did Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Um, did he do Chicago? Is that him? I don't think he did Chicago. But Daniel Day-Lewis? Okay. Yeah, I don't think he did that. Um, okay. No, I'm not seeing that he did it. But, so, he's got a very specific style. And it does, it's not for everyone. I don't know, like, every, every like, five years when he comes out, five, ten years when he comes out with something like this, I, I don't mind giving it a shot. Because some of it's kind of cool. It's over-the-top stylization. So, we went and saw this. Um, you know, I'm like, all right, I like Tom Hanks. I didn't really know a ton about Elvis. I mean, I knew some... Uh, but I didn't know a ton. I really don't listen to Elvis. I don't think I've got any of his songs on my, you know, on a Spotify playlist or anything. But after this, we were, I mean, we had to drive up to Mass and we were jamming uh, Elvis for a while. Like we had Suspicious Minds. We both had it stuck in our head for like two days straight. And the guy that plays Elvis, Austin Butler, did a fantastic job. I mean, he was really good as Elvis. Like, very believable. Um, really good at that cool guy, uh, barely got his eyes open, kind of squinting at you look going that apparently makes it very cool. Smolder. It's smolder. <laughs> That's what the we're looking for. Smolder. Smoldering. World-class smoldering, I will say. I haven't seen smoldering that good since Supernatural. Um, <laughs> it was top-notch. Tom Hanks is uh, in a, all kinds of makeup in a fat suit and a very despicable character he plays colonel tom parker who of course was a, a real person um it was you know what it was a lot better than i thought it was going to be the reviews have been good it's got a 78 percent critic score but a 94 percent audience score with over five thousand votes and then imdb it's got a 7.8 so 8.8 for uh, you know degree of imdb-ness I enjoyed it. Like, I, it was one of those movies after I was done. I thought about it for a while, and I would just, I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. That's, yeah, I'm actually kind of interested in watching it, too. So I'll end up watching it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I've never had interest in Elvis, Yeah. <laughs> to be totally honest with you. Um, but he is a big enough character and icon that I'd like to know more than the the, the bits they give you yeah. uh, about him, which you know is just a small part of it. Oh, and I mean, I, 
I, and I, I, you know, I, I'm sure in this day and age, did they, did they at least discuss him like stealing the music from black people? <laughs> yes, they do talk okay, about, yeah, okay. they, they do talk I, I, about I would that. imagine they don't ignore that. Anymore. No, you yeah. have to, you'd have to. I mean, they don't yeah, say that he yeah. straight up stole it, but like they talk about how he, he was the only, like he was the only white kid in like an all black neighborhood. And he used to go to the blues places and he was friends with B.B. King. I don't know how much of that is accurate just because, like I said, I don't know that much about Elvis. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like there's rumors that he used to steal music from uh, uh, Muddy Waters it, it and was, things like that. Yeah, it was the word-for-word word song that did it. Like a bunch of his hits were – it was the second time they were re-recorded. Well, yeah, they talk about of, Hound of Dog. somebody else's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they talk oh, about – Oh, a lot of them. A yeah. lot. They talk about they – yeah. do, they do address that. Um, they fail to mention when he meets Priscilla, they fail to mention that. I mean, they kind of talk about it later that there's a 10 year difference, but Austin, but I mean, until the very end when he gets bloated, like you, you don't really know his age the whole time. He goes from 16 to 25 and looks exactly the same, but, um, yeah, he was like 25 and she was like 15 when they met. So also, yikes. yeah, you say yikes, but that's kind of a thing. Like, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis married his, like, 14-year-old cousin when he was, like, 24. Yeah. Um, who was it? Uh, the guy from Aerosmith. Uh, what's the lead singer's name? can't think of it. Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler got a girl's parents' permission that they could go on tour, that she could go on tour with them, uh, got her pregnant, and then dropped her back off to her folks' house. And, uh, like, Liv Tyler was one of those kids. Like, he just never yeah, did. Yeah, so, yeah, there's a lot of that. A lot of that. And they really don't... They have a passing mention of it, that there's a 10-year difference between them, but they don't talk about it too much. Um, but, I mean, they don't paint him in the... They, he's a great musician who I, I had think trouble. it happened a lot back then, Oh yeah. fair. I don't, think it, I don't think it was just musicians. Well, I mean, look at R. Kelly. It still happens. People, yeah. Well, yeah. There, there's, I think there's a lot of people that married teenagers, and for whatever reason... If they seemed like they had promise in life, they just didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, the I mean, you just forget like how many great songs he had. I, if you don't see it at the theater, that's cool. I would give it a nine. I think I would give it a nine. Uh, just the more I think about it, I enjoyed it that much. I, I don't. It's two hours long, and at the end, you're like, okay, they kind of need to wrap up, and then they do. Now there's supposed to be like a two and I think there's supposed to be like a three hour cut that Baz Luhrmann had and she was like ah, it's too long and i agree like it, three hours would have been way too much two hours it, it kind of felt like two and a half yeah, but it's still worth good. yeah it's still worth it um yeah if you don't see the theater i get it but i would recommend i, I would say give it a shot um it's worth seeing sounds good uh and then last on the list is i know i am i think oh man i think i'm two back on this one now uh the old man i've only seen the first three episodes i'm two, i'm two back also okay good so uh i think we're okay so five just came out yesterday so yeah i've only seen the first three and it's great like two is slow but it kind of had to be because the first the first episode you're just like okay here it is we're getting right into it in the second episode it, it's more foundational it's kind of setting up things it introduces amy brenneman's character um who, you know, they just go on a date. Seems like they're both just two old people that are lonely and, you know, looking for something. And then by the end, you see, like, well, they're looking for someone. She lied and said that she was his wife. It, in the third episode, it pops up that that's suspicious. They 
they send a, a special killer, the one you see John Lithgow talking on the phone with, and I think the first or second episode, um, so, you know, saying, "Are you good?" He's like, "If you called me, he's like, I wouldn't be good." You if know, you I'm good. Yeah, because you yeah. someone gave you my number, and he shows up and gets shot up and beat up by uh, uh, Jeff Bridges and Amy Brenneman's like, "I gotta go." He's like, "Well, that time has passed. Now you have to come with me because I have to protect you." But also, like, you have to come with me. So I think he throws her in the trunk. That's where the end of episode three ends is where he opens up the trunk. And you expect that she's in there, but you're not for sure. Um, And then you also, you get a little bit more look into his past. So uh, when when Dan Chase, Jeff Bridges' character, when he's younger, he's fighting with the Afghanis. We kind of went into this in the last episode. The Afghanis who later end up becoming the Mujahideen and the... Uh, al-qaeda and and, uh that he's fighting with them and one of the warlord's wife does not or whoever's running the that tribe we don't know if it's a warlord yet the wife is doesn't like him at first and then there there seems to be an attraction we know that he runs away with her and then we find out we know he has a daughter and then we find out later later aliyah shawkat uh is the daughter and she works directly for john lithgow and is his like most trusted advisor, almost like a daughter to him. And so this is going to be interesting because she's kind of got loyalty to both these men. Um, her father is her actual father, and then John Lithgow is kind of her 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 mentor and oh, on the right. Yeah, yeah. So work 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 dad. Yeah, work dad. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of where her loyalties lie. Um, and then you've got this. Raymond Waters, played by E.J. Bonilla, who, it seems like he is working for, God, I can't remember the name, uh, but uh, Faraz Hamzad, that's his name, Faraz Hamzad, who is the person who got, his wife left for Dan Chase, that ends up being his wife, and so now he's amassed this, you know, some kind of political power or whatever, we're not too sure yet, we haven't run into him, and they he's selling a vendetta against dan chase that's what this is all about but we don't really know we still have questions that need to be answered so that's kind of where we're at now for fun and for for fans of the show (laughs) uh do you did you recognize who faraz hamza's wife was the young version um leem lubani the actress i mean yeah she was the uh the badass evil hitman in condor Oh, uh, the Condor if, remake. Yeah, I didn't make it too far. I couldn't get too far. I know you loved it. I oh, thought dude, it was she, cheesy. She was so menacing in it. Yeah. She was so good at being the hitman. Oh, man, she was like, they just had to say, like, she was there, like, wherever you were. <laughs> you know, you're in a big auditorium. Just say that, that her name. And it was enough that they, they trained the audience that it was like fear up the back of your neck. Okay. <laughs> that she was there like yeah they did she did a really good job of being a terrifying person and 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 badass uh yeah she was one of my, she was one of the things that made that show work as long as it did in my opinion okay fair enough um cool i mean she's been good in this so far yeah this has been well cast it's, i've enjoyed it I, I can't wait to catch up yet i've got two more episodes but again this is one i, I can't watch without the girlfriend or else uh 
Or I gotta have a good poker face. Yeah, I got. There's a few episodes I can't watch without her. She gets very upset. This you can do the boys twice. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Um, But I'm going to Thor uh, today, so I think she gets back before I get back. So I'm just gonna have to wait on that one. But um, that is everything we have for what we're watching. We will be back uh, with coming attractions, trailers, and news. And until that time, catchphrase. What do you retort?